Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme and to... An episode I never thought that I would be recording, but an episode about my wedding. What? I am a Mrs. Mrs. Green, to be exact, even though I have not changed my name yet. And apparently it's an annoying thing to do, but we'll get there when we get there. Before that, I'm going to answer any and all of your questions pertaining to the wedding. And I'm just really excited. I'm going to do my best to go in some sort of cohesive order, but it's very possible that I will bounce around. I think it's going to be really fun. And I've kind of been looking forward to this episode my whole life. I actually really wanted to do it the day after our wedding. So that's Sunday and have it somehow be released then and be like, oh my God, surprise, we're married and here's a whole episode. But I really underestimated how busy I would be. Like no one is busier than a bride on her wedding weekend. And I used to be like, oh my God, brides are always stressed and like, it's so lame. Like they're a bride. No, it's, 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 you have to be on, on like 24 seven, especially if you're doing some sort of brunch that Sunday, if it's like a destination wedding, like that's it. You're, you're just, you're working the room. You gotta be, you know? So I'm going to kind of start with like pre-wedding stuff based off your questions. So the first one is, is like, how did I decide, like walk, walk you through the dress deciding process. So I ended up wearing four dresses technically. One was two in one. So really three dresses, but here's how it all went down. So when I first started looking for a wedding dress, I was like, I want to be so different. Every bride is so basic and they always wear, you know, a dress that's strapless and blah, blah, blah. And I actually remember... So I ended up wearing a Mira Zwellinger dress and she is an amazing Israeli designer and you actually have to order the dress from Israel. And when I first started looking for dresses, you know, I, I happened to know a lot of brides that, that wore Mira. And so I was like, you know, the one designer I don't want to try on is Mira Zwellinger be, just because everyone seems to wear her dresses and like, I want to be different. And so I went to another designer who's a little bit more up and coming and I tried on dresses there and I had a dress that I was like, this is the one. This is different. 
And at this point, I didn't know where my wedding was going to be when I first tried on dresses. I, you know, in a perfect world, I'd be getting married in Anguilla, my favorite place where we went on our honeymoon. But it was an absolute fortune, like a joke. And I still didn't know, but I knew that I had to start looking for a dress because you have to order these things very far in advance, especially if I wanted to do any sort of custom thing. But all of them are really custom made to order dresses when you order any wedding dress, unless you're just getting it off the rack and bringing it into a tailor. So I knew that I had to make a decision quickly, which as a Libra is impossible. There's just no shot that I was going to make a decision. And every dress I tried on, I told you guys this during the process, I loved And so here I am and I'm like about to make up my mind about this dress. And I'm like, it's different. It's cool. You know, my mom likes it. But for some reason, every night, like I would doubt the decision and I would be like, I don't know. And then it came into, you know, the Palm Beach venue came to be. And we started talking to the Four Seasons Palm Beach. And the reason is because I spent my childhood visiting this hotel. My dad is in the travel business and he gets like really good deals with these hotels sometimes. And I actually don't know if that's the reason that we started going to this hotel, but we started going. We went even before it was a Four Seasons. I think it was like an ocean club or island club or something. We've been going forever. And it's just... It's a smaller hotel in Palm Beach where there are, you know, tons of big hotels. And there's just been so many memories there in my childhood. And I once got lost at that hotel and someone found me who happened to be my one of my best friend's dads. Like there's just so many, so much history. I used to go to that hotel with my cousins and we would watch the Oscars every year together in like the hotel lobby. It was just this this place of love and of happiness for me. And it also happens to be 15 minutes from the airport, which doesn't hurt. And we wanted it to be very convenient for everyone who was coming down to be with us. So I brought Steven to this hotel, mm, I would say in October, when we were starting to like really buckle down on finding a venue, which is kind of like the first thing you got to do when you get engaged even before or probably around the same time as the dress. And I brought him there and I was like, you know, I love this. What do you think? And we were going to go to other places, but he was like, I really like it. And and to in, in his defense, he was actually very stressed out at the time because he was doing some new things with work. And so he liked it, but like he wasn't, he wasn't like, oh my God, I'm blown away. He was like, this will do, you know? And I'm saying that because later on he ends up having like a light bulb moment about it. But at the time he was like, this is nice. Like I see why you like it, you know? And the hotel has been redone as of recently. So for me, it was a new experience too. I had never really seen it done the way that it has now been. Um, It got taken over by another hotel and like same Four Seasons family, but different, you know, interiors. And it it looked great. Like I loved it. I was really excited about it. And anyway, so back to the dress. So then as we had decided Palm Beach and, you know, we still didn't have a date, but we had decided that we wanted to do it there. I was like thinking about the dress more. And I was like, I don't think this dress works for Palm Beach. It's the kind of dress that it's absolutely beautiful, but it was the kind of dress that you wear 
maybe in like a Ireland for a wedding. Like it's like I've got a pleated skirt that's pretty heavy. And since then, I've actually seen a ton of brides wear the dress and it's gorgeous. And I'm happy to share it with you guys if you're curious. But I was just like, I yeah, I don't think this is right for me. And I don't think this is right for Palm Beach. But I still was like, maybe it is. And I had a few friends be like, this is the one. It's so different. It's so unique. So I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe it is the one. I don't know. And then I walked into Mark Ingram where I happened to stumble upon a Mira Zwellinger trunk show, the designer I ended up wearing. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to try. And I was with my my mom and my mother-in-law. And I was like, I'm not going to try even try one of these on because I don't want to wear it. Like it's too similar and, you know, to other brides and whatever, whatever. Bullshit. And then I was like, and then I think it was like my mother-in-law or someone pulled a Mira dress anyway. And it was the first dress I tried on, you know, like, cliche, but it's true. It was the first dress I tried on there and I loved it. And it ended up being the dress that I wore. And then there was like this overskirt to the dress and it was like tulle. And I was like, oh, I love this overskirt. What if we wore the overskirt down the aisle and then took it off for the party? Like that's like a two-in-one dress. So I ended up going with that dress. It's called Brunella. But again, even after I tried on that dress, I was like, I love it. Like, it's fun. Like, I loved every dress that I tried on at Mark Ingram. There was like a Marquesa dress that I loved that actually one of my friends ended up wearing to her wedding, also in Palm Beach. There were just so many amazing dresses. And and again, I couldn't make up my mind. But then we had some, you know, venue problems. We found out we wanted to get married the last weekend in April, which wouldn't have been too far away from our engagement, like maybe eight months, nine months. I'm not good at math. It's not my strong suit. But we were planning to get married the last weekend in April. Then there was a conflict with like my mother-in-law's friends, daughters, son, whatever it is. And I think the reality is like, you're always going to lose one, at least one person that you don't want to lose when you find a wedding date, especially post-COVID. It is impossible to get a wedding date. And so because we had this conflict and we didn't confirm it with the Four Seasons Palm Beach, we lost that date. And it was devastating. Like not devastating, like, oh my God, life won't go on. But like really annoying for a bride. That's all. You know, there are worse problems in the world. Trust me. But I was like, this sucks. We lost our date. And then I called Justina at the Four Seasons, who's the person that I was working with, who's awesome. And I was like, literally just list every single date that you have. Like every single date that you have this year and next year, just tell me. And we went through every single date and there was always an issue. My mom was like, no, we can't get married in June in Palm Beach. Like my hair is going to frizz. It's going to be so hot. We're going to be sweating down the aisle. Like just, you know... Every single time I had a date, there was a conflict with someone in my family, someone in like my in-laws. It was just every single date was like a a non-starter. And I was like, this is so frustrating. And then the only date we probably could have gotten would have been in a year. So like 2023. And I was like, you know what? I'm 31. I'd like to start my family soon. I'd like to get married. Like I want to get fucking married. And so I was like, you know what? I I just said, you know what, seven times. I was like, what dates do you happen to have in February? Like just a long shot. I probably definitely can't plan a wedding in four or five months, whatever it is. But but tell me, entertain me. And there was a date. It was 
February 11th weekend. So the wedding would be February 12th. And I was like, hang on a second. I called our wedding planners. They were the first people we hired because that is like my one piece of advice. And we'll get back to that. And I was like, do you think we can plan a wedding in five months? And they were like, it'll be a challenge, but yeah. And then I called my parents and I was like, five months, February? What do you... And they were like, that sounds amazing. We love the weather in Palm Beach in February. Let's do it. And then I called my in-laws and they were like, that's perfect. So the date worked for everyone. It worked for everyone except for one of Stephen's groomsmen, which was a huge loss. But he was able to come to our rehearsal dinner and actually be the MC along with my friend, Brittany, who is basically the reason Stephen and I know each other. So it ended up being perfect, except for the fact that he had a conflict that Saturday. So we did lose a groomsman for the night of our wedding. But again, you're going to lose, you're going to lose people. And that is the reason that we got married in February, simply because it was the only date available for another year. There was no rush. Like I wasn't, you know, I'm not pregnant. I'm not like, you know, whatever. But I will say like, I do believe in a short engagement and I, for so many reasons, but the most you know sweet reason is because like our grandparents are old and my grandpa actually happened to get sick like two weeks before our wedding. And thank God, you know, knock on wood, he's okay. But if I had gotten married in a year and a half from now, I don't know what would have happened. You know, they're both like 90 and... I'm just really happy that we did it when we did it because who knows, life is crazy. And if you get an opportunity to be with someone and to to marry them and, you know, then fucking do it. Because if, when you know, you know, you know, it's like with, with anything. And like, it's like that cheesy quote from when Harry met Sally. It's like, when you, when you meet the person that you want to be with, like, you want the rest of your life to start right away. Something like that. I'm definitely botching that, but you get the vibe. Anyway, so that is like the lead up. Speaking of marriage, which this whole episode is about, like dating is, you know, what leads to marriage. And I feel like I went on so many dates before meeting Stephen And I just wish that I could have like narrowed it down a little bit more when I was like looking for, you know, these people I was dating because you end up going on so many bad dates. And I feel like OkCupid is the best place to go if you don't want to go on bad dates anymore. They ask you so many questions that like gets so specific so that you you know, don't end up going out with someone who is nothing like you or is nothing like that you want to be. OkCupid is actually the only dating app in the world that lets you filter out singles that don't care about the issue that you care about. So like from climate change to pro-choice to LGBTQ, like you really get specific on OkCupid, which means no more wasted money, no more wasted time, and no more surprises. It's time to find your person. And I really hope that this whole episode is inspiring you to do just that. OkCupid is mentioned more in the New York Times wedding section than any other dating app. And that is a fact. So download the dating app OkCupid in the app store today. P.S. It's free. So you literally have no excuse. Like download it now and answer all the questions. And then it'll tell you who you're most likely to be compatible with. 
like when you're swiping or sorry, looking through people, it'll be like, you're a 97% match with this person. So instead of being like, oh, well, I like them. You will like, you're more likely to, because you've answered all these questions and you've been honest about what you want. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate, we can't believe they let us put it on the air. Meet my best friend, Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait, are you peeing? Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Allie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone, Mary, Barry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Guillen, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone Mary Berry is brought to you by Sakara Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. So then I was like, I have to decide on a dress. I literally had a day, a day to decide on a wedding dress. As a Libra, I, I know you Libras get that. And it was so hard. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with the mirror. I never thought it was what I wanted, but it, the way that it fits my body is really nice. Like it shows up. I have like, you know, curves and it shows them off and I'm just going to go with it. And I was like, can we even get it in time? It's coming from Israel. They were like, honestly, we don't know, but we'll put a rush on it and we'll put in the order now. I literally was running to Mark Ingram in the middle of a Saturday, like doing my measurements. It was like, it was hectic, but we made it work. We ordered the dress. The dress ended up coming like a week before my wedding. We did three alterations in like three days. It was wild. Shout out to Mark Ingram for that. But then, so the other dresses. Okay. So then I was in LA like a few months later and I went to this vintage store that I had wanted to go to. It's called Happy Isles. And I'd wanted to go to this store before I found a dress because I'd wanted to wear a vintage wedding dress because remember, I want to be different. And I walked into this store and immediately I saw this green dress. And I was like, okay, my name is going to be Lindsay Green. Green is part of the theme for our wedding. Green is my favorite color. And now this green dress is in front of me. And it's this vintage dress from like the 60s that this like, you know, very interesting Hollywood woman owned. And it was just, it was magical. It was a princess dress for sure. And I tried it on. I tried on tons of dresses there because they have amazing things. But this dress, I was like, obviously this dress is meant to be. So now this dress is, is you know, adding to the we're getting, we're putting this dress in the bag and that's dress number two. So technically dress number three, cause dress number one is mirror dress with the tool over dress two is mirror dress without it. Dress three is now the vintage green dress, which I had planned to wear starting at the cake cutting because we had a green cake. So that is the order of that. Then I was like, okay, I need an after party dress. And I actually was planning to wear this white Alexander Wang dress to my after party. But I decided it was a little plain for a wedding. I actually ended up wearing it to my bachelorette. And it's a great dress, but I was like, it's not, it's not the vibe that I'm going for. I 
want to wear platform vans, which I wore with my after party dress. And I just need a dress that's comfy and cute and goes with it. And so I actually ended up working with a stylist for this dress. Um, Her name is Rosie Boydell. And my friend Alexis introduced us. She's British and she actually works at Vivian Westwood. And so we started talking and she had suggested the Vivian Westwood. It's called like a mini cocotte dress, something like that. Or mini Cora cocotte. I don't know. You can Google it and you'll find it in a second. Haley Bieber actually wore it to her rehearsal dinner, I think. Anyway, I found it. I loved it. Like she, you know, pointed out to me, I loved it. I was like, it's too out of my price range, but maybe we can find something similar. We ended up ordering a million different dresses that were similar, but none of them were good. Like just none of them were good. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. It's my wedding. I'm going to resell this at some point anyway. So I ended up spending my own money to get this dress. And no, I did not tell Stephen what it cost until after, obviously. And I got this dress. And then it was complete. We had all the dresses. God, that was long. Anyway, so back to the questions. Now we're going to kind of go rogue because they're just wedding night questions. Well, we'll start with the speeches. Someone said, how were the speeches and who gave them? So at our rehearsal dinner, we did friend speeches. And at our wedding, we did family speeches. So at our rehearsal dinner, actually my mother-in-law spoke at our rehearsal dinner, which was really nice. My friend Fallon spoke, my friend Mike spoke, and my friend Liz Mandel spoke. Mandelbaum. I don't like, can I, am I allowed to say my friend's names on here? Are they going to kill me? And Steven's friends, Sean and Tarek spoke. So it was amazing. The speeches were hilarious. They were sentimental. My friend Mike, I have to say he blew it out of the park. He had, and this is such a good idea for a speech. So he had a text combo between the two of us about Steven. And he brought me up, brought a second microphone up. I guess he had planned with the wedding planners ahead of time. And he had me read as me responding to his texts. Like he was Steven and I was me. Or no, sorry. He was himself and I was me. We were talking about Steven. And totally, totally embarrassed me in front of my whole family. But it was amazing and hilarious. And I don't... I have like a tiny video of it. I don't know if it's PC to share, but it was hilarious. Steven's friends were great. They roasted him. My friend Liz was so sweet and just genuine. My friend Fallon fully roasted me and she called me out for doing something for a disgusting habit that I have that I refuse to share in the podcast. But now everyone in my family knows. I mean, everyone like my friends and family know, but it was really funny. And I just, I'm so happy that we did that. It was like, you know, it was only four speeches because Steven's friends friends did theirs together. And it was more than enough. And then at the wedding, my parents spoke. Our sisters spoke. So my sister and Stephen's sister, his dad spoke. And Stephen and I got up there and just thanked everyone for coming. It was very brief. And the speeches were hilarious and they were amazing. And our dads were so funny. Our, our siblings were really funny. It was It was great. It couldn't have gone better. What was the best and most stressful part of planning and the night itself? I would say the most stressful part of planning was that we had such a short window to make decisions, which is really hard for me because I like to weigh out all the options for quite a while. 
but our wedding planners made it really easy. We had like, we didn't really decide on decor and like floral until really last minute. But as I've said in the past, like it wasn't something that meant anything to me. I feel like it's easy to get caught up in the details of like, oh, I need this like specific bouquet. But I I think it's like, if you are just happy to be marrying the person that you're marrying and you're just excited to be with your friends, like nothing else matters and that will all fall into place. The most stressful part of the night itself, I think, was just making sure all the dress changes were very fast because I wanted to be on the dance floor like as often as I could and not away from the wedding. But luckily, I do pee a lot. So every time I peed, it was a dress change for the most part. So that was easy. And also just timing. The sun goes down at 6.12 in Palm Beach in February. And they the Four Seasons wouldn't let us start the ceremony until six. And we actually, that was something we had to argue. They wanted it to be like seven. And so basically everyone had like, you know, 10 minutes and we had like a processional of like our friends and bridesmaids and groomsmen. And everyone had to get down the aisle with enough time for the, the light to still be out. And luckily it worked perfectly and the sun was setting as I walked, but it was definitely stressful. What did you do with your phone during the wedding? Great question. It's so I don't know if you've ever rolled like, sorry, I'm sober now so I can say it. But like if you ever rolled on like ecstasy or MDMA, sorry, parents, if you're listening, please skip ahead. But you have this feeling where like you can't look at your phone or maybe it's like any drug. You just can't really look at your phone like you don't want to. It's like a bad vibe, a bad energy. And you want to be like so present in the moment. And that's how it feels during your wedding. Like you don't want to see your phone at all. You have everyone you could ever want to be with in front of you. It's like the most amazing feeling and you just don't need your phone. So I actually gave my phone and Steven and I both gave our phones to the wedding planners at like 4 p.m. And we didn't see our phones again until we got back to our room when they were there at like 3 a.m. It was the best not having our phones. We did this TikTok kind of like throughout the wedding, but we did it on other friends' phones and like they sent it to us and it and it worked out. Something you regret doing or wasn't worth the money? Really great question. Honestly, nothing. Like... I I really don't think there was anything that I regret. Like, could I have maybe have one dress less? Yeah. But it was a night that I wanted to be somebody that I was never going to be again. It was a night that I wanted to say, like, I'm the bride and I'm doing something that I want. I'm wearing a bunch of dresses. I'm doing, you know, things that I would never do attending any other party because there's never going to be another party like your wedding. Is there anyone you wish you didn't invite to the wedding? No, I don't think so. What I will say is like you see all these wedding photos and you immediately see people's faces. So like if you're going to a wedding, like don't make a sour pus, like don't make a face because then the bride and groom are going to see all the photos and be like, why was this person giving us looks at our wedding and not being happy for us? So like there were, there were like a, there was like a face or two. And I was like, meh, that person can go. Was the cost more or less than you expected? More. It's always more. I feel like you have to account for it being more. It's just like, it's just the way it goes. Like things get 
it's like there's a there's a reel that's really funny. It's like, oh, for your most special day, we have we can offer you toilets for two thousand dollars. And it's like, what? Like people just price price gouge people because they're getting married. One thing you would have changed or done differently. <sighs> Again, like nothing. Honestly, nothing. Like it really, it really was the most perfect day ever. Like the only thing I would have done differently is have it last forever. Oh, actually that, so there was one thing that, that got kind of fucked up. We did our first dance, which was choreographed by Maya Moves. Check her out. She's amazing. We did it to Invisible String by Taylor Swift. And after like a minute, 30 seconds, Steven lifted me up and it was supposed to go right into the band and like to a fun like a Beyonce kind of vibe. And I guess there was like no cue done or whatever. And so they invited everyone up to the dance floor after our first dance, but they continued playing Invisible String. And so it was supposed to be a moment where we're all like raging and the wedding is beginning, but Invisible String was on. So I I can find a video of it. It's really funny. We're all like trying to rage and dance like to Invisible String together. <laughs> And I'm trying to motion to the band, like, you know, cut this song and go to the next. And like, our, we couldn't find our wedding planners. And it was really funny. That's the one thing, like, I would have obviously immediately cut to like a fun song, but it was just like, I'll always laugh remembering everyone like trying to rage to Invisible String. Your favorite moment outside the ceremony? I think first look was probably really amazing. And then having food for us after the ceremony and just sitting in a room, just Steven and I eating the most amazing food. There was like mac and cheese, waffle fries, sushi, burgers, pigs in a blanket. And I would say that was like probably the first like the the only time I, I really ate until the after party, except I ate like a little bit of the dinner during the speeches, but it was just really hard to because everyone's coming up to you in the best way. Did you say hi to everyone? So the night before at our rehearsal dinner, we ended up opening it up to a welcome party. So it was the whole wedding for the most part. And we, Stephen and I made a point to say hi to every single person that night every single person. And so that way, the next night at our wedding, we didn't really need to spend time saying hi to everyone individually. People could come up to us or we could just enjoy. But like, that's the thing. It's like, that's the one night where you can be selfish. Like if someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, I want to take a picture of you to send to like my cousin's friend's sister's son. Like you could be like, "I no, you know, <laughs> like, no, thank you for coming. But like, no, you know, obviously you want to be gracious, but it's like the time is so precious. It goes by so quickly. So if like your friend's sister's son's sister is telling you some story, like just be like, love it, love it and move along, you know? But we did, we did say hi to everyone. Actually funny, like so, this is, this is so my husband. Okay. And sorry, I just had to say that word. We were at the engagement party. We said hi to every single person that, you know, the, Night was ending. Everyone was really drunk, except for me, obviously. And Steven wasn't. But, you know, it was really fun. But at a certain point in time, like, we were exhausted. We were running on no sleep. And we wanted to save our energy for the next night. And so I was hanging with the wedding planners. And I was like, I could... Like, I could go. It was like... I wouldn't say we were, like, 
Irish exiting our own engagement rehearsal dinner, but like we kind of were, it was like 20 minutes before it was going to end, maybe 30 minutes, but like, that was it. You know, we had enough. And I think people were only there because we were there and they probably wanted to go home too. And so I said to the wedding planners, I'm like, I I could leave. Like if you want to grab Steven and see if he would leave too, then like, maybe we'll just like, you know, get in the car and we'll go. They go up to Steven and they're like, you know, Lindsay's ready to leave whenever you are like no pressure. And he's like, whatever she wants. So we end up kind of sneaking out like into this car. We get in the car and we're, and my sister and her husband are in the car too. Cause they're like for sure ready to go. They have two young kids and we're seven minutes out. And Steven's like, I don't like, I feel like I feel really bad that we left. I feel like we should have said bye to people. I feel, I feel really bad. And I'm like, it's fine. Like we're going to see everyone tomorrow. Like, we had such a great night. And he's like, no, I feel really bad. I feel really bad. I think we should go back. And I was just like, oh my God. And and then my brother-in-law was like, we can go back. Like we'll turn the car around. Like they were being such good sports. And he was like, you know, let's just turn the car around. Let's go back. And we turned the car around. People literally saw us leaving, but we turned the car around and we we took it back and we got out of the car and we went back into our rehearsal dinner and just acted like we had never left. And some people didn't know that we had ever left. And it was hilarious. And I was like, of course, telling the story to his friends. And they were like, that's so Steven. He's just like such a good boy, you know? Like I was like so down to just bounce. And he was like, no, 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 we have to go back. So we literally turned the car around. And now it's like a joke we have. I'm like, are we going to turn the car around? It's like a metaphor, you know? And how did it feel waking up as husband and wife? Great question. It was so surreal to see Steven wearing a wedding ring. Like I've been wearing my engagement ring, so it's less surreal. But seeing him wearing that ring was wild. Like my mind was blown. And for everyone asking where we got them, we got them at Ring Concierge. It's a luxury jewelry brand that was founded by Nicole Wegman to truly disrupt a traditional male-dominated industry, which I fucking love because that's so boss. Like to have a woman behind these amazing diamonds, that's that's what it should be because women know jewelry better than anyone else. It's the ultimate luxury jewelry designed for women by women. Celebrities and influencers love it. And... Honestly, it's just about changing the way that women and men buy these engagement rings and jewelry, like transparency, you know? We love that about ring concierge. And I love our rings. Like Steven got so many compliments on his ring and my ring just compliments my engagement ring so well. It like looks like it was always a part of it. So if you're looking to get engaged, their bespoke service is the very definition of the brand. Like ring concierge, get it? You don't need to wait for a man to buy you jewelry either. Like treat yourself. They have amazing options, like amazing. And everyone that works there is an absolute gem. Also, their packaging is so cute. Like I just ordered this necklace from them and it's so, so, so gorgeous. It comes in this like, it basically it looks like diamonds when you open it, like diamonds, like around it. You know what I mean? Like it just looks like this gorgeous thing. I just got the single prong diamond necklace, which I'm obsessed with. So also check that one out if you're looking to get yourself something, something. And they've got stacking rings, bracelets, 
all all the best things. You can find Ring Concierge on Instagram at Ring Concierge or on their website at ringconcierge.com. That's their Instagram at Ring Concierge or their website ringconcierge.com. R-I-N-G-C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E.com. Did any of your wedding matchmaking work? I love this question because it did three couples from our wedding. Three couples. Like I'm not saying they're going to necessarily get married, but three couples. One of my friends, actually two two were my friends and Steven's friends. So like, you know, I'm not going to call them out here and, and embarrass them. And then the other couple, the last couple, no, it was all my friends and Steven's friends actually. So it was really amazing. It was exactly what we wanted. We didn't have a singles table or anything, but people found each other, you know, they did. And so three couples spent the night together or, you know, they spent the night, some of the nights together and it was really amazing. And they're all like still talking, which is really great. And we're really hoping it turns into something, like really hoping. And my friends who are married and like, never have time to, you know, fornicate. Also were inspired by the wedding and did a little something something during our wedding, which we were so happy about. So I'm not going to call them out, but loved it. Day of must-dos. Is there anything you're really happy that you did? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I... Actually, yes. Sorry. Um, We did photos like on the beach and like photos elsewhere. So not just in like one spot. And I think that's really important. Like if you're doing, especially if you're doing a first look or just anything when you're dressed, if you have like a park nearby, if you have a place nearby, that's different than the venue. Like I would for sure take photos there. I also ended up doing a bridesmaids first look, which I wasn't planning on doing. It just happened to like work out. The bridesmaids were there. I was dressed. They hadn't seen me. And it was so nice. And like, you, if your girlfriends aren't hyping you up, like you have the wrong girlfriends. And I, I just had the best, the best bridesmaids first look. Something you would have done if you had unlimited budget. Ooh, that's a good question. Probably fireworks. Is that so cheesy? I don't know. I always thought they were so nice. Oh, and maybe like a famous person singing. I actually, so I walked down the aisle to a Sarah Barry Ellis song called I Choose You. And it's been, it's been like a song that I've always wanted to walk down the aisle to. And someone actually asked if anything from your dreams as a kid made it to your wedding. And that's what it was. I'd always, always, always wanted to walk down the aisle to that song. And I'm really happy I did. I would have probably preferred her, her there live singing. But my dad actually surprised me with like a video that she made for us saying, you know, happy wedding and singing. And singing that song for us. So it was it was really so, so special. And I felt so grateful. I was hysterically crying. Did you end up getting a spray tan? I didn't get a spray tan. I laid out like the day before our wedding. The weather actually really wasn't good up until like the day before. And I laid out that day. And I just like, I can't get a spray tan. Like I just don't think I'll ever be good at it. I know I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to look orange. And so... I laid out very carefully and we got really lucky with the weather. I was checking it incessantly and we just, we really got really, really lucky. What was your something old, new, borrowed and blue? So my something old was that I wore my sister's veil. Oh wait, sorry. That's, that's borrowed. I borrowed my sister's veil that she wore to her wedding. 
my something old was the shoes that I wore to my wedding were, I've owned them for a bit. They actually, I actually wore them to my engagement party. So they were old technically. Something new was my dress and something blue was from my sister. She brought this like little blue kind of pin that we pinned onto my dress and the inside. At what points in the night did you change dresses? I feel like we went over that, but I changed into the green dress for the cake cutting. And then I changed into the after party dress for the after party. Wedding night sex, question mark, or are you really as tired as people say? I have to say, I never ever thought that I would say this, but really you're as tired as people say. You are fucking on. And I did not sleep for one second the night before. Neither did Steven. We were up the entire night. We actually didn't sleep together. We slept in separate rooms and we were both just up the whole night. Like we would shoot each other a text like every few hours, just not having slept. And so even though we had such an adrenaline rush the day of our wedding, by the time it was like 2.30, 3 a.m., all we could do when we got back was like look at pictures that our friends had sent us and eat food that we had in the room. And just like, we just were like, yeah, we love you. We love each other. We're so happy. Can't believe we're married. Let's have sex tomorrow. Like, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. And we were also going on our honeymoon right after and planning to, you know, do that a lot. But yeah, I mean, it just, we didn't have sex on our wedding night and, and it's okay. I think it's really normal if you don't. In fact, sometimes I feel like if you do, like, are you forcing it because you feel like you have to do it? Only do it if you really want to. But I mean, since we're on the subject of sex, another thing you can do on your wedding night or really whenever is take care of yourself. Like I am such a proponent of masturbating. I think it's the best way. It helps your cramps. It helps you sleep. It helps with stress. Like you do a million things on your to-do list every day, but I feel like many people do not prioritize making themselves feel good. Like make yourself feel good. Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories and they have like brand new stories all the time, no matter what you're into or whatever turns you on. Dipsy helps bring those stories to life anytime, anywhere. Like maybe you have a fantasy, a wedding fantasy or something, you know, like whatever you're into, nobody needs to know. It's between you and your Dipsy app. And it helps you wind down and sleep. Like God knows I did it the night before my wedding when I was sleeping alone. So for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash Acme. That's 30 days full of access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Acme. Dipsystories.com slash Acme. Somebody asked, was astrology a factor? when choosing your wedding date. Not no. Like I obviously looked up that date and before I went back to the venue with a confirmation to make sure that Mercury wasn't retrograde. Apparently Venus retrograde was in like a shadow period, but that was like the worst astrological thing happening. So we did get really lucky. And yeah, of course I looked it up. Like I'm insane. What do you think? The best beauty thing you did. I would say I did this red carpet facial with Tracy Martin that was just like, it just like tightens your face all around and it's very natural. And I did that. Like who knows, you know, who really knows what actually works, but I felt good after it. What shoes did I wear and were they comfortable? So I wore these shoes that I had already 
owned. They were not comfortable, to be honest with you. My feet were completely numb, but you just don't care. Like, I don't know. I feel like even at other weddings, I'll wear uncomfortable shoes and like, I don't notice because I'm just dancing and they're numb. But yeah, they weren't comfortable. Maybe I would have worn like a platform looking back, like a platform heel probably would have been way more comfortable. The most pinch me moment. I think walking down the aisle, like I was like, this is crazy. This is so real. Did you or Steven cry? Actually, yes, we both did when I was walking down the aisle. And like, I cried during his vows for sure. You know, it's kind of hard to tell when he's crying. I just assume he's always crying because he does it in like a very subtle way. But he cried during that. I remember he actually didn't cry during our first look. And I was like, how dare you? That's disgusting. But he was like, I was just in such shock. Like I like nothing hit me until you started walking down the aisle. Bridesmaids dresses inspo. So I wanted them to wear three different colors and I wanted it to be like a colorful, fun wedding. Like it's Palm Beach. And so I wanted it to be yellow, green, and blue. So I was like, here are your colors, run wild. And in an ideal world, you have floral a little and you have solids and we mix solids and florals and, you know, and I wrote like a whole email. So they had guidelines and sent them inspo, which I had made on an app. Like I created this kind of vision board. And so then they would send me and they'd be like, what do you think of this? And I'd be like, that's amazing. You know, it was like pretty, it was pretty chill. Not that I'm a chill bride, but it it was a chill decision-making process. Did you eat it all at your wedding? So yeah. So I ate, I ate that cocktail food and then a little bit at the wedding. And then at the after party, I was it's so funny because the chicken fingers, fries and pizza came out, but I was stuffing my face with the carrot cake, which was so good that I actually didn't even have room to eat more than like a bite of a chicken finger, which was tragic. And the pizza was gone before I could even eat it. But that's a good sign. That means people wanted it. Did you feel calm slash stressed the morning of? I actually felt very calm the morning of. One of my best friends, Britt, and bridesmaid, she came over like before the day began at like 9am to my room. And we did like, we're sober. And we did this kind of like meeting together. And it was, we did a virtual meeting with like some other sober friends of mine and kind of just like said things and released things. And we, we put really good energy into the day. So I started the day really just so happy and so zen. My photographer actually called me a chill bride, which was like a huge, a huge thing because I never think I'm chilling anyway whatsoever. And then I was pretty chill, like, you know, that day and whatever. And the only time that was touch and go, my hair dresser, he, the first time, like I told him I'd always wanted to wear my hair up on my wedding day. Like that was the one thing I wasn't negotiating on. I like, first of all, there's nothing wrong with being basic, but I feel like a lot of brides wear their hair down and like they're scared to wear it up almost. And like, I want to change that. Like, I think that wearing your hair up is so regal. It's so cool. It's so elegant. Like everyone should have the confidence to wear their hair up because everyone is beautiful. And I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing a hair updo. I'm doing it. I had this like bun in mind and my hairdresser did it and I hated it. I was like, I look like a Hasidic Jew. Not that there's anything wrong with Hasidic Jews, but I had like those like 
things in the front. And I was like, this just looks horrible. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't my vibe. I was freaking, not freaking out, but I was like, this is bad. This is really bad. And all my bridesmaids could like feel the tension. And it was like, everyone was holding their breath. And then like another hair person came in and they worked together and they ended up redoing it to make it what it was and ended up being, which I loved. But in that moment, there was high, it was highly tense in the room. And then I looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, I like it. And everyone clapped. It was like a whole thing. So that was stressful. But other than that, that that was it. And obviously like redoing the hair, we lost time, but it's okay. Did you do weight loss slash diet leading up? I mean, I don't know what kind of like, it's a funny question, but no, I mean, I wasn't dieting at all. I was just eating healthy, which for me is a huge, huge deal because I don't eat healthy. Like I eat pizzas and kids food and pastas and burgers and anything unhealthy, you name it, I'll eat it. But leading up to my wedding, I ate fish and vegetables and like a grain, like pretty much every night. And it was really hard for me. I actually, that's not true. Two nights before my wedding, I went to a pizza pasta place and I had, and I had some of that. But other than that, I was really like, I was strict. Like I was eating fish with side. I actually went to Palm Beach Grill with my now husband the night, no, a few, yeah, like two nights before our wedding, three nights before our wedding. And he got a French dip and fries and I got a fish and veggies. And it was the hardest meal I've ever had to do. But you know what? Like, it was, and I just like ate Caesar salads during the day, which like probably aren't even healthy. But for me, they were healthy. So for me, I was healthy. The day of, I don't even like hard boiled eggs usually, but I ate a shit ton of hard boiled eggs because I was like, I need the protein and I need them to like get me full. Like, I don't want to be thinking about food today until like tonight when I'm like, raging food into my mouth or whatever. So lots of hard boiled eggs. And I had like a big breakfast. Who married us? We found a rabbi, a local to Palm Beach rabbi named Rabbi Rose. And she has pink hair and she was awesome. She was really funny. And just like a cool hip rabbi. And we wanted that. And we wanted it to be someone who's reform because neither of us are super Jewish. Like we are Jewish and we wanted to have a Jewish ceremony, but we didn't want to do the thing where like the woman walks around the man seven times and like does all this stuff. We kind of just wanted to keep it bare bones. Like we did do, we like stood under a talus, which like if you're Jewish, you know what that means. And we drank from a kiddish cup. But like other than that, and and those were amazing because they were my husband's like family's generation passed down from his grandpa. And so we were able to incorporate that. And then we read our vows that we wrote. And like, that was really it. It was not that long of a ceremony. It was really nice. And the rabbi sang and actually we were like kind of dancing to her singing, which she said that was the first time that ever happened with a couple. Okay. How late did the party go? Great question. The party went until I think it was 1.30. It was, it might've been supposed to go until two, but Everyone was like toast by 1.30. The after party started at 11 and it went from 11 to 1.30. We had this amazing DJ come in right after the band and it was like this perfectly smooth transition. Also, by the way, I'm going to be talking about all this like in-depth answering your Q&A. Honestly, I might even show up in my wedding dress to our show at Caroline's April 3rd. So if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, 
You can do so on my Instagram link in bio, but definitely come. We only have a number of tickets left and I really want to meet all of you guys and just hang out with you. So please, please get on it. But yeah, we had this DJ. He was from Miami and he played like amazing music. It was so much fun. And we had a crew that was like the last people on the dance floor. And it's funny, like you always remember, you always remember those people. What are two things that you wish didn't happen? Great question. So a lot of people, when they get married, they do photos with family, which is totally normal. And that's great. But I don't think you need photos of more than like your primary family. Like you don't need like the extended cousins photo and you know, like you just don't need it. It takes up a lot of time. It's such a special day. And like, you'll get photos throughout the night. So I, I I think I would cut like family photos beyond your immediate family. Another thing I'm, I forgot what it was. I forgot what I was going to say, but it'll come back to me. What was an unplanned slash unanticipated moment that was really special? I think, yeah, I think it was the bridesmaid's first look. It really was so special. And just like a lot of people had told us to bring each other aside during the night and like look out onto everyone and be like, this is our wedding. Like everyone's here for us. And so we had a lot of those moments, which were really, really nice. Should you go on your honeymoon right after or in X amount of time? I think that this depends where you're going. For us, we're, we were going to Anguilla, which is always beautiful no matter what time of year. And also we both really wanted to get back to work after. So we didn't want to like immediately get back to work and then like time passed and then go on your honeymoon. Like we wanted to like really have a break and be able to like soak it all in and then get back to work. So I think in an ideal world, you go on your honeymoon right after. But if you're going to a place that's weather dependent and it's better to wait, then like wait. Otherwise, immediately, like there's no... There's no reason not to. It's the best feeling. It's the most love-filled thing. We had the most amazing honeymoon. We ate the most incredible food. We tanned every day. Definitely ruined my Botox, but whatever. We went on walks. We got to sit and look at our wedding photos and wedding videos. And it was just so, so, so special. And we got amazing, like wonderful texts from everyone we loved saying how much fun they had. I mean, it was just, it was just like, it was true bliss. The one thing is like, we ate out every single, every meal we ate out. Like we had, we had like free breakfast at the hotel. So obviously we're going to take advantage. So we had breakfast every morning, lunch every day, dinner. And I was like eating when I wasn't even remotely hungry because I was just so excited to like not have to like be healthy and whatever. But I will say like it it doesn't feel great now. I kind like, you know, having... I, I'm like, I'm so happy that I did it and I would never have changed anything about that. But now I feel like it's important to get like into a more healthy routine. So I actually, of course, I had ordered Saqqara so that I could have their like ready to eat meals for me this week and just kind of get back into health and wellness. If you haven't heard of Saqqara, they have plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals, as I mentioned, and functional wellness essentials to nourish your body with whole organic ingredients that retrain your palate and help you break up with your sweet tooth, which it's really hard to do. And I don't know if I ever will. 
But when I eat Saqqara, I do feel really, really good. It's a company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. It's really, really amazing. And they have nutritionally designed chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners made with powerful plant-based ingredients that help boost your energy, support your digestion, curb your sugar cravings, and get your skin glowing. And it's delivered right to your door. I personally love their breakfast, but everything is absolutely delicious. They also have a metabolism super powder that you can add into smoothies, plant protein bars, teas like their detox tea and their super seed and nut blends. They've received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, the New York Times and more. So check them out. Sakara's offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash acme20 or enter code acme20 at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash acme20 to get 20% off your first order. sakara.com slash acme20. How did you manage to have a wedding registry that was so public? So I didn't. I actually made our wedding registry private because I was shocked as to how many people search for people's registry that they don't know. Like I had never done it before, but even my mom does it when she hears of a couple getting married. Like everyone does it. And I just wanted things to be private. Like that's why I didn't tell you guys about my wedding date because I just wanted it to be this like sacred special thing. And I wanted to tell you after. Like I I knew that if I said it something before, people would be like, oh my God, it's so soon. Are you nervous? Like, why is it happening so quickly? What's going on? Like, and I just, I just wanted to like just have it to myself, I guess, for a little. And and I'm happy that I did. And I also was like weird about sharing the location. I think just because like people are crazy and I've gotten messages before that I've shared with you guys of like people trying to break Steven and I up. Like I didn't know if someone's going to show up. Like I was just, I was just protecting us. And so that's why I was like not necessarily public about it. Another thing that brides need to know, I did not know to keep my chin up during the ceremony. And I have all these photos with a double chin, which is like fine. It is what it is. But like, keep your chin up during ceremony photos. That is my piece of advice. And like, I don't know what else to tell you guys. I just feel like I'm still on a cloud. Like I'm not in reality. I just, I'm waiting on all these wedding photos and I just can't wait to share them with you guys. And I promise I'll move on eventually. But right now, just feeling so grateful. I don't feel like I ever would have been able to get this far without all of you. I've learned so much from everyone that's come on the podcast, from everyone that sent me a DM ever in life. And I just I just feel so grateful. I feel like we've all come so far. Like if you've been listening to this podcast from day one, like, can you fucking believe this? Can you believe this? Because I certainly can't. But yeah, I mean, I'm married now and we're gonna we're gonna keep on going. It's you know, I'm going to still, as always, be so receptive to what you guys want to hear about. And you never stop dating when you're married. That's that's how you keep it going. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. And I'm excited to keep talking about it until you guys tell me that you never want to hear about it again and to move on, in which case I will eventually after after the bubble. Love you all. Thank you for listening. And Holy shit, I'm fucking married. 